0: Hi. Welcome to Sportsy. Let's Talk Sports. Today we have somebody with us who was a player, but he says that I could not wear the tricolors or the India jersey as a player. And that was a regret. But now I get to wear that. As a manager of India's Davis Cup team. He is one of the most senior administrators in Indian tennis. Today we have with us the founder secretary of Laksha Sport, which is one of the most prominent foundations towards helping athletes achieve their dreams. We have executive committee member of Maharashtra Olympic Association. We have Honorary Secretary of Maharashtra State Lawn Tennis Association and a manager of India's Davis Cup team, Mr. Sundarayer. Hey guys uh thank you for watching thank you for sharing and thank you for liking please do subscribe on the channel uh, to spread the word
1: our sportsy let's talk sports please subscribe Thank you, uh, sir, for joining this call. And uh, it's really uh,
0: good for our viewers to see you on this platform. The platform is called Sportsy, where we talk about sport. So we go with the hashtag, Let's Talk Sport. Uh, for our viewers, we have uh, Mr. Sundar here with us, uh, who has been uh, the Founder Secretary for Lakshasport. Uh, he is Honorary Secretary for Maharashtra State Laundry Association. Uh, he's an Executive uh, Member of uh, All India Tennis Association. And uh, recently took Managed, managing the Indian Davis uh, Cup team and uh, we had a, a good uh, success just before. So, welcome, sir, on the sports team.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Siddharth.
0: Yes. Uh, Thank you for having me. So, I'll, I'll come to the question where mainly it's about the tennis in India. From starting as an administrator for MSLTA to becoming a manager of the Davis uh, India's Davis Cup team, uh, you've seen an Indian tennis develop over years. Uh, so, what do you think? How it has changed, and what's the role
2: ahead? See, actually, historically, Indian Indian tennis uh, has been played for over uh, nearly about hundred years, and uh, the British brought in tennis in India, and uh, uh, it was in all the all the big cities and the cantonment areas where the British used to rule. And at that time, there were courts uh, all over the you know, all over India. Mm-hmm. And uh, the affluent, rich people who, you know, traveled to, to England to study and things like that, uh, took on to the game. Right. And there were, you know, a lot of ladies also playing at that time, uh, 19, around 1930, So, tennis has been quite popular in India. And uh, actually, it's like a gentleman's game, uh, individual sport. So, a lot of people took it up. In the 1970s, uh, a lot of kids in India started playing at that time. 1970s to 80s, uh, we had a lot of uh, clubs that started tennis, and uh, it started reaching the masses. Uh, first, it was the classes, then the masses. So, actually, 1980 onwards, uh, tennis has uh, uh, tennis has you know taken its roots in India. You can say, though it was played for a longer long time. But uh, the entire, I think, uh, the tennis revolution or uh, thing started. After uh, we had Premjit Lal and uh, Jayadeep Mukherjee, and you know people like uh, the great stalwarts at that time. Yeah. Uh, but you can say globally, uh, we got more recognition after Amnath and Krishna. Right. San Ramesh, uh, you know, and then uh, Vijay Anand. So these are the guys who actually took India to the global level. Mm-hmm. And uh, tennis in India was seen by the world in the sense uh, people. Uh, knew that there were Indians fighting it out there. And because of Vijay and Anand, uh, some international tournaments took place in India also. Earlier, there was only Davis Cup.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And as you know, in uh, Pune, Pune itself, there were two or three Davis Cups. And we had the last one which I conducted in 2017. So, Pune has a rich history of tennis. Uh, and the Maharashtra also. But uh, But after Vijay, you know, there were international tournaments. And people came to watch those tournaments and they started to aspire that children should play tennis and that's how you know tennis got popular and spread and uh, you know, it became profession in the 1990s when you know leander mahesh uh, actually took it to the next level Correct. leander winning the junior grand slam mahesh being there and uh, sania coming into the picture ladies tennis started up
0: olympic bronze
2: as well Olympic bronze. So, uh, the story is that, you know, after like uh, actually Leander and Mahesh, people thought that, you know, tennis was doable. Yes. People thought that, you know, you could get medals in tennis. And uh, started looking at it seriously. And with the success of Sanya Meza, I think uh, even the women tennis took off. Because people realized that uh, everybody related to Sanya. And uh, after after Sanya, you know, tennis in uh, Andhra Pradesh boomed so much. Yeah. half of the girls started playing tennis so it already it always happens that when you have a star yes so that is why it is very necessary for every sport to have stars it's very important and uh, that is why we all work as administrators to see that you know stars are born right. and our sports continues to thrive so this is a small history of indian tennis and you know how it has gone up right and uh, india was open to the world people started uh, traveling for tennis, then they realized there's good coaching outside uh, India. A lot of people travel abroad, uh, so exposure was more. Mm-hmm. Then even the International Tennis Federation uh, uh, looked at India as a very solid country to you know promote that sport. So, yes. as, as an organization, and then they got in, uh, you know, officiating, coaching, the allied services in that sport slowly came in because uh, the ecosystem was building up. So, this is a basically a story of… So, after 90s, uh, the boom has been there. And uh, tennis is one of the probably topmost sports. Uh, cricket being the team sport. But individual… Tennis uh, was number one until uh, badminton produced its own stars. And then, right. I think, we are fighting for space with badminton. So, this is, I think, a small right. journey for tennis. Yeah.
0: So uh, very well uh, put forward. I think this is the whole history that we can uh, uh, you put in very small few words, but very uh, very well put through. As you said, the boom happened, but still it is still considered to be a little elite or costly sport. Uh, so it has not still reached, uh, even though it has, as you as you feel, yes, comparatively it has reached the masses, but it's still not something which is accessible. Uh, so how do you think that can be more? The sport can be more accessible because it is. Yes, the, the courts are costly. The, the locations are very prime locations. because tennis clubs are usually with the, the bigger clubs. So, it is not very accessible. So, how do you think it can be made more accessible?
2: No, I don't agree with you. Because earlier, uh, this was a situation that tennis was only in the clubs. Mm-hmm. But uh, since 1987, you know, I have been in tennis now for the last 30 years. And I think probably the first thing uh, that… Uh, I knowingly or unknowingly did was to get tennis out of uh, the clubs. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started uh, private courts uh, in 1987. And the first private courts were in Pune, in, uh, in So It is Pune right. specifically. Right. And, uh, you know, and a lot of people started coming there. And people realized that you know it was a good investment to put in private courts. And all of a sudden, the court boom started. Mm-hmm. So now, if you realize, every society also has a multi-purpose court. Yes. So in Pune itself, uh, we, if you see in Maharashtra itself, we have more than thousand, two thousand courts everywhere. Wow. And uh, in Maharashtra, we have decentralized so much. I can speak of Maharashtra because of because and the secretary is that we have taken it to the even the smallest uh, district in Maharashtra.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We have tennis, you know, in uh, in in Washim, in. Um, I mean uh, Ganga khed in uh, Taluka places.
1: wow okay. we, we also have uh, you
2: know tennis in all in Viderabato. Oh, it is very popular Right. Kola, Tavati, uh, Nashik. we have actually t- tennis was very popular where there were mills. Mm-hmm. so you know there were uh, there was there were courts in Ichalkaranji, Barshi, Ururwadi. smaller places. So right now you know we have tennis in Rao, Ratnagiri, Sindudur. Hmm. which was not there before. Is, okay. The whole idea was that it has become quite affordable. It has become more than affordable. People can uh, you know, reach the courts, which hmm. is most accessible.
1: Accessible, yeah.
2: And uh, we have a good education system in, uh, in tennis coaching. Uh, we have our own exams, the ITF level exams. And uh, now most of the coaches who are coming out are qualified. Mm-hmm. Earlier, you know, anybody could start. So, but we now ensure that uh, most of the coaches are qualified. They have some degree to start. Right. So that kind of a standardization we have been able to get into the sport, and I think that is one of the very, very big reasons for tennis being uh, popular and successful in Maharashtra because there is a whole ecosystem that we have been able to build around that sport. Right, and uh, also uh, in the smaller places, uh, we've got people to teach. Mm-hmm. And uh, see, as, as numbers will increase, uh, automatically the demand for uh, the sporting goods and products also, the cost comes down, you know. So we have also, you know, worked out in a cooperative way with the company. So we have now, we've now been sponsored by, uh, so we've sponsored Yonex. Mm-hmm. So what we actually do is we, we have uh, talked to Yonex and we buy the balls in bulk. So actually when we buy in bulk, the cost of uh, the balls have come down. Subsid, uh, you know, and we subsidize it to clubs, so we do not keep profit. So, so we have been, you know, working on our own ways uh, to see that even uh, uh, equipment are, you know, um, people get it cheap and things like that. So, we started something called the racket library, which uh, nobody else has done it. Is that we collect uh, old rackets from people and uh, who don't use it and uh, then we send it to all the smaller places. Wow. Excellent. So, people don't have to buy rackets when they start tennis. Right. So, you know, so, that becomes
0: one of the costly things to, to start with. Yes, yeah.
2: Yes. So, so, we used uh, some, uh, some different modes to see that, you know, at least initially to start, uh, mm-hmm. it's not expensive.
0: Right. So right. once
2: you start playing, automatically you'll have to buy your own stuff. But right. uh, to start, we ensure that you know at least uh, people don't have to buy. The first day they go to play. Tennis.
1: Yeah. So,
2: uh, so right. we've used uh, some uh, kind of uh, you know logic to see that uh, we are making it affordable. But I think it's paid dividends, and we have a lot of kids from you know middle class, the lower middle class, playing tennis.
0: Excellent. I think that is that was my. Uh, question was about how it has grown to the grassroots level which is uh, beyond the elite class or the people who can really afford it. I think you answered it pretty well and that's probably a note for a lot of parents who do, who feel, still feel that tennis is a costly It's a notion created about tennis. Uh, it's a costly sport and an elite sport. So no, I think uh, you are, what you said made a lot of sense about uh, uh, people collecting it. How does the... Uh, in, in tennis, uh, for, from the MSLTA perspective, I'm sure those, those models might be replicable in other states under IITa. How does a, a competitiveness of a, a player happen from the junior, uh, like from the 12, a graph like 10 to 12 years old all the way up to uh, reaching the national
2: level? No, it's a big journey. It's not easy. See, it's mm-hmm. very simple. That it's, so in India, the problem with uh, sports and children is that uh, we tend to look for results very early in life. We are very happy with you know people getting champions at under 10, under 12, under 14. Mm. but these all these have no value right okay. actually you have to perform when you're uh, you know when you're 21 22 and uh, basically sport is now aging in the sense uh, if you look at all the champions they're all 33 34 yes so basically you have to last longer in tennis for any sport right now rather than uh, coming in early okay. and uh, in any way of life, you have to spend at least 20 to minimum 15 to 20 years to achieve, to become good. Yes. So, when you invest that much time and energy for 10-15 years, then only you become good. And uh, the problem is that uh, Indians do not have that patience. Everybody wants quick results. They all want to become uh, champions overnight. Yes. And uh, this is one of the reasons why Indian sports is not doing well. Our patience levels are too low so the whole idea is to perform when you are when it matters so when you become a professional and it takes time right. so this is what we have been trying to tell people like you know you should have the patience and your under 10 and under 12 results actually don't matter to us so yeah i mean it is good you can know who is talented who is not talented because there are a lot of uh, lot of permutation combinations uh, of you know having that kid in in that sport for longer, you know there are injuries, there is education. So basically, the whole idea is to keep the keep any any person in that sport for a longer is, time. You know, that is the challenge.
1: I think. And uh, yeah,
2: what we are working on.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a very well. I think it's a very good pointer for the parents to understand as well. In, we are living in the world of fast food where quick results are expected, but this is where the investment happens. When we see the the, the stars like. Even from from India perspective, we are talking about uh, Bhupati and Pace. They are 44, 45, still playing, and uh, at the way the way we have, and at the international level as well. I think it's a it's a phenomenal uh, thing what you mentioned. It's the longevity, uh, with the performance is more important than the looking at the short term result. Uh, so coming to the the current situation uh, where the world over the sports have stopped. Uh, so the players. May not be traveling uh, internationally anytime soon. So, is there anything that we are doing uh, at the MSLD or ITA level to uh, revive the uh, national circuit or domestic circuit?
2: No, actually, a lot of things are going on. Uh, in this, uh, this a challenge of uh, COVID is basically uh, is to keep uh, people in the sport, keep them, you know, engaged, keep them uh, alive, as you can say. Right. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and uh, from Germany. And uh, one of the reasons why, you know, European countries have survived this, uh, many of the European countries is because uh, the importance given to sports, the importance given to physical fitness, uh, because it's a part of their life. Uh, You know, until we do not start physical activities in India, I don't think uh, we are able to build good immunity. So the most challenging is to, you know, have that immunity to fight it. Because worldwide now, until you do not have a vaccine, nobody is going to, it's always going to happen to somebody somewhere. But the best way to keep avoiding is immunity. So the most important thing that we've been talking to our fraternity coaches Mm -hmm. is to, you know, keep your kids fit. Keep them, you know, build immunity, keep them going. Because ultimately, if you're fit and immune, then you know, you can always make a comeback. Uh, looking at our players we have done a lot of webinars Uh, most importantly is we have been able to uh, you know get all our players to talk to the younger players about their lives so you know Ankita, Rutuja, Arjun they have done a lot of uh, for Maharashtra kids they have done a lot of talk shows they have been on media which -hmm. never happened before so they got their own share of fame also and a lot of kids were also inspired uh, AITA did a, a seminar with uh, Sports Authority of India. We had all the coaches and we had the top coaches, players coming and talking. So I think uh, everybody has done their bit. Right. But, uh, you know, these are all uh, temporary things and uh, we need to be actually keeping people engaged every day, I think. Yes,
0: yes. The one thing you mentioned, I think it's it's a phenomenal thing that Ankita and Rutuja are doing sessions with the... Uh, the younger crowd i think are, that's very important because uh, at the professional level they at least have the ecosystem to understand what mental conditioning is but probably the young guys uh, may not be very young but amateur sure who is trying to be professional losing this kind of time can be a mentally taxing taxing thing and it's a different thing for them i think it's a phenomenal initiative about making them speak to each other uh, See, more
2: than uh, more than understanding its inspiration you know a lot of uh, kids can find inspiration mm. maybe you know Talking to these players, so it's basically to inspire people, to inspire kids. To you know, it's most important right now is to inspire people to do something. Because you know, it's going to be so difficult to get back people back on. You know, back do what they are doing. The lethargy is so much in. So we have to you know keep them uh, going. Right.
0: So, sir, what has been your uh, the best moment yet? I'm sure there will be many more. Uh from the Indian tennis perspective or Marasha tennis perspective, which where you felt oh wow this is this is why I' am here uh, this is what i have I have contributed.
2: two or three defining moments uh, in life are that one is uh, we were able to get the tribal children to you know learn tennis mm-hmm. to, uh, to get them into a mainstream and uh, that was a project that we did in Nashpur with the tribal kids. They were all tribal youth and uh, we, along with the government of Maharashtra, Department of Tribal, uh, you know, got everybody, uh, got 20, about 80 kids, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: boys and girls, to become tennis coaches. It has been, I think, one of the most fabulous uh, experiments ever. Mm -hmm. And out of those 80 people, 70 got jobs. And uh, they are all coaches right now. And the people who have not seen 100 rupees, you know, in their lives, or for them 100 rupees was a lot,
1: yeah. they
2: are earning about thirty to 40,000 rupees a month.
1: They're
2: traveling by, they, didn't, they, they could not travel by ST buses, they used to cycle for 40, 30 kilometers or flying today. So, you know, this is what sport can do, you know, it can change lives. Uh, and I think this is one of the most defining moments of my life so far. Uh, second is being, the, you know, hosting the Davis Cup in Pune. We did it for 45 years. I think one of the best moments. is Dream come true. Because uh, 40 years, it has taken Pune to have a Davis Cup again. And uh, because there have been bigger tournaments. But Davis Cup is Davis Cup. And uh, the third is, you know, obviously being the, now the manager of the Indian team. Because already in the are three groups when you represent India. So, I could not represent as a player. But now being a part of the team, wearing the Indian colors with our top stars, is a dream. Another dream come true. So these have, uh, so there are more dreams, but not many. But two or three more? I think uh, they are all. They will all come on the way.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think uh, that's why. That's why my question was yet. There's a long way to go, and uh, we need the people like you who understand the administration and actually have the passion and vision to do it because. That is the other side of you, which is with the Lux Foundation and uh, uh, the whole athlete management, supporting those athletes. I think that is the good mix that we can get to see in an in a, in a administrator like you. Uh, yeah. That, that builds the conscious and uh, what to say, overall holistic development. Yeah.
2: See, uh, I think uh, this has come as a passion. And, you know, it's like a mad passion for sports and uh, it's very important, you know. always see India to see India shining, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody just talks about it. But uh, all of us in Lucknow, right. when we all met, uh, we know started with the same thing that you know, why talk? Let's let's make that difference.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think it's ten years today that we all decided to start, and ten years have been glorious, and uh, uh, the best. Uh, the best. I'll tell you. Uh, the best feeling is uh, when you know your player qualifies for Olympics. So, it happened with Rahi Sarno, but she was with us. And she was nobody, actually. And uh, we sponsored her. And I think she was in uh, Germany. And, uh, you know, we got a phone call in the night, say at like 3 o'clock, that, sir, I qualified for Olympics. And I think uh, that was, like, uh, that you can never forget, you know, that, that call. And uh, the journey from zero to hero is like is very difficult for a player. And I think uh, we're very happy being a part of it. Because uh, everybody supports stars. You know, when you become a star, everybody is running behind you. But nobody supports uh, the way to becoming a star. So, you know, I think we've done it. And uh, Vishal Chordia, Abhijit Kunte, Ashish Desai. Uh, Swastik, chief uh, Mr. Sandeep Pradhan now who is inside. Right. So I think uh, Manish Jain so these are the guys who are uh, who have been instrumental you know in in this dream and I think everybody of us uh, gives time, energy right. and have the same passion right. like we have. so it's, like, it's very easy though you know we look at the administrative side of it me and Abhijit, because we understand it. Right. so people people know their jobs and uh, i think that is a fun and now we have a you know a professional team in place we have uh, player managers earlier we used to manage on our own we were all doing it but now i think the, the journey has been like from a amateur to professional is, is paid. now we have our own uh, you know we've developed our own app for that so, which is again a unique thing that no no other uh, not even uh, big, uh, you know, people uh, like uh, OGQ or have these apps. But mm-hmm. we are we, we developed this app to ensure that, you know, we are using technology now. The mm-hmm. so most important thing is using technology. And it's, I think, a major shift in uh, uh, in sports. And I think we are doing it. We, we, we have the first mover advantage. Mm-hmm. So, every we are monitoring our players through app, Which is another great thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we bought it. So journeys right. have uh, started, we have evolved, we are also doing a lot of uh, experimentation and uh, obviously it's very good for the sport. And I think we are very happy that uh, we are getting results now. Uh, we have the best, one of the top juniors. Most of our juniors are then poached by other, other people. And I think uh, we should be happy. So Laksha is looking at knowledge in sports mm-hmm. and helping youth achieve. So these are so we are helping youth achieve their potential. I think it's great. Excellent.
0: So, uh, sir, so coming back to tennis, uh, uh, you got uh, the Tata Open. Uh, you you got it uh, to start, and uh, I I know there were maybe lot of challenges, but there's something that you feel that okay, at the international level, we are, other than Davis Cup, uh, we, we you do something like this where multiple player from multiple countries come and participate. What are the typical challenges and do you think that we can have more and more uh, which is going to give more uh, exposure to our own athletes and also uh, uh, have the shoulder with uh, the international athletes?
2: Actually, Tata Open has been an amazing uh, uh, thing that happened to Pune and Maharashtra. Uh, When Chennai Open uh, stopped and there were problems in Chennai regarding, you know, raising funds and and, uh, they were looking at a different city to host and we Mm. came up and said okay we are ready to host and let's try it for five years right we just said that and then we didn't realize the challenge that uh, you know events like this pose but we were very passionate and uh, you know all of a sudden we also had a wta event in mumbai and uh, mumbai open which uh, happened for two years and both these tournaments have uh, changed how players look at India. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the we best players coming in. And the kind of uh, feedback these players have given the, the world, the message that has gone, is amazing that India is one of the best countries to play tennis. Wow. And I think uh, last year we didn't have the Mumbai Open, but we had so many phone calls from players. That, you know, we are ready to play. Uh, why don't you have one? But uh, in India, there are a lot of problems doing these big events. Uh, okay. It is not easy to raise funds. And uh, with government support, all this is possible only with government support. Okay. But government has too many other priorities. You know, they have to build toilets, they have to build roads, they have to give electricity, which is their basic job. And uh, as, a, as a event, uh, private entities still do not have that kind of uh, that support. We are lucky enough that we got Tata, you know, to right. get us backing for the next for five years. Uh-huh. In Mumbai, we had L&T to do it, but uh, no, it is not happening on its own on the merit of the event. Right. And I think uh, that is a so you know every event should uh, run on its own merit rather than you know ask somebody asking somebody to do the event. So I think this is one of the biggest challenges in India that. Uh, you no, know, second is uh, uh, television rights uh, in India are not uh, lucrative for other sports other than cricket. Yes. People are not ready to pay you money to telecast. So one of the major problems in India is uh, our events are not telecast. If You look at the other events also. It's very tough to find a telecast partner. Mm-hmm. In other countries, you know, you get paid to show it. But now I think with the social media platform, you know, all these uh, uh, other uh, things coming up, I think things will change for the better. Correct. Though we have, you know, global rights, global telecast rights and all that. But, uh, on its own, uh, the event uh, to make money uh, at least takes around three to five years. And Mm -hmm. you have to invest that much time, energy. But, uh, you know, sometimes that five years take a toll on your Entire ecosystem. Yes, yes, yes. So you need to uh, you need to fight it out. But uh, I think I'm, I'm obviously hopeful that things will get better. But this year is not going to be really tough with all this COVID and things like that. Eh? Yeah. People have different priorities. But the challenge is uh, to survive and get it going. So right. because uh, it's, it's, it's helped a lot of Indian players. We've been able to give Indian players wildcards. We give them international exposure. Uh, Our officials feel that it is their own tournament because, you know, normally most of the officials are traveling outside the world. And, you know, everybody has a tournament in India doesn't have a tournament. Mm -hmm. But now they also proudly say that, you know, we have a tournament in India. So we have a lot of, uh, you know, international uh, uh, cooperation between having officials. So most of our officials, so we get officials from abroad to Come to Pune and Mumbai for it, and our, our, our officials go there. Right. It always helps to build an ecosystem rather than you know just looking at it as a event. So there are a lot of advantages of having the event, but anyway, a lot of hard work, lot of uh, uh, hard work is there. Right. Getting people on board and keeping them on board is the most important thing. Right
0: and uh, again the my last question uh, sir with uh, b- before i ask for one thing but the last question is uh, you started one of the first tennis leagues uh, with with hero partnering way back uh, uh, but uh, as you mentioned about the whole the event industry is big so uh, this question mainly from the the aspirants who wants to be in the sports industry or want to work in tennis so if it has to grow what kind of opportunities that they might have uh, in the, in the field of tennis?
2: Actually, professional, means uh, 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 most advantage is that if you play tennis, uh, you can do a lot of things. Okay. You know, there are, field is vast, uh, you know, you can do coaching, officiating, which are professions by themselves, and you know, you can do, see now there is a, uh, management in sports, okay. but, India is not evolved in that management market yet. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: People are not looking at professionally. It's still an uh, honorary job as a secretary. It's not a paid job. So you know, it's not like like cricket has you know evolved professionally. Everything is professionally run. All the other sports, I think, we'll need another two or three years to go to that level. Right. But uh, now government also has mandated that, you know, every association should have a a paid CEO. So, these kind of rules initiated by the government will ensure that, you know, professional people come into the the sport. But uh, you know, all these events and all are quite temporary, so you have to be innovative. You have to run it very… You have to have your own uh, ideas to run that. See, uh, you can do leagues. But again, like I told you, uh, the sponsorship market is not as big as, as it is uh, in the U.S. See, we, there is a lot of uh, things to be done in the school level, college level. There is nothing happening at all. Everybody is looking at the bigger market is ATP or WTA, but there are so many things. So if you know people are innovative, there are a lot of uh, things that can be done at a, at a you know, local level. You need to build communities we need people who understand how to build communities Uh, and I think this is one of the way ahead is to build communities and uh, get it going so there is a lot of work actually you know like technology Mm -hmm. Uh, tennis technology is I think uh, we've already achieved a lot there are a lot of international companies but there are no Indian companies to do it so even our scoring it's all on the uh, international platform, right? And uh, locally, nobody's you know investing that money, obviously. But uh, things can be better. I mean, people have to think; uh, they have to innovate. Right. So local, uh, local, locally, people have to develop leagues. It's good. It, it's actually you know, I cannot say much, but uh, all I can say is uh, if you are innovative, things can work. Right. And that is any sport because, you know, uh, our sport is still quite nascent. If you look at, uh, forget tennis, forget badminton, they're at least well run. But look at the other sports, you know, smaller right. yes. sports. It's, yeah. They don't even have offices. People yeah. are running offices in the cars. Yes. So, right. Oh, yeah. I heard of that, yeah. So, if you, we are looking at the Olympic medal, you know, we cannot work like that. Correct. Right. So, uh, so, the so ecosystem is- has to develop. And I think uh, the, the challenge for our, all of us in the, this generation is to change that ecosystem.
0: Yeah. And on that, uh, that front, sir, uh, as we know, education plays a big important role uh, for any athlete. Uh, as a plan B or also to understand the game better. Also, sports helps in good education. So, do you think uh, uh, that now uh, the universities should consider uh, a partnering with the Federation Association to give better sponsorships, uh, which is the typical American or, or the European model, which is we don't have it. We have some uh, scholarship from the universities themselves, but they are not tied up with the Federation Association or, or Federation Association sending uh, players at the universities at uh, the scholarship level. Because that way you also give the platform uplifting for the education and also have, make sure the sports also get played at that level. So, do you think that is happening?
2: So that is what I was telling you about that uh, when I went, uh, when I talked to you about schools and colleges.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, we have to take sports there. We have to take it to the colleges. You know, we yeah. have to make it professional. And I think uh, Rohan Bopanna has just come up with something fantastic uh, just a few days back. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a way forward for a lot of schools. We have to offer scholarships in sports, and you know, uh, scholarships in sports means building a team, building, uh, creating. Uh, so, when you have a team, you know, then you need a physio, then you need a trainer, then you need a, uh, you know, logistics management. So, then, yeah. So this is how it has to be built. And it has not to be built from the top. Because, see, Davis Cup happens once a year, Tata Open happens once a year. But, you know, if somebody wants to have a job, we have to start building this. Uh, like, every school should have a team. So, if every school has a team, then there is a job for somebody this is one of the biggest challenges uh, and I think government of India has also realized it uh, SAI is changing its entire curriculum uh, SAI means NIS mm-hmm. so all the national institute of sports in the country are changing their curriculum to uh, you know in tandem with uh, international sports wow. so earlier uh, I can talk about tennis NIS had a certificate in tennis but it had no value because it was not matching the international standard at all. So, guy used to come as a coach from NIS, always used to get a job in a government, but never in a private club. Mm -hmm. But now I think there is an entire change that the government is looking at, is partnering the federations to create certification programs. So, this was a need of the hour. And I think this is how sports in India will grow. And like you were saying, that is very important that we should uh, Look at it in a very, very professional way because right now it's still amateur. You know, I play sport, I play cricket, but nobody plays cricket. You are just enjoying the sport. Playing cricket is that you are not, you have to invest time, you have to do physical fitness, you have to do mental training, Uh, you have to do, uh, you know, practice for 10 hours. That is play. So, right now in India, playing is that going for 10 minutes and playing football. It's not like that. So, we are not investing time professionally. So, the day we start doing it, India will be a superpower in sports.
1: Excellent,
0: excellent. So, one, uh, one last thing. A message from you who has seen a lot in Indian tennis and also multiple sports with Lakshya and uh, your background. Uh, something for the uh, the athletes who are, who are now in the early stage of their life or uh, mature athletes or the parents of those. So, some something that you want to say from tennis perspective.
2: Like I said, it's important to last now. We have to... Longevity of the person is more important than playing the sport. So basically, the whole infrastructure uh, that a sportsman has to go through should be there, one. Mm-hmm. Second is that every guy, every person or a player should remember that the 1000 hours rule yeah. is about 13 or 14 years, doing the same thing for 14 years, 15 years continuously then you will start getting results. So that patience uh, in players should be there for 15 years. At least you should keep doing the same thing, even if you're not good at it. Because once uh, you get that practice and you get the rhythm, then the thousand-hour rule works 101%. -hmm. And the third most important thing is uh, in everything uh, is is obviously patience and patience. And uh, I think uh, we as Indians have to learn to, you know, be more patient rather than result-oriented, and take our time and invest in uh, invest in invest in that ten or fifteen years. Work without expecting results. Yeah. Walk towards the goal rather than the result, immediate result. Yes. Work. Because we also have to learn to be like you know a Federer or a, yeah. a Leander pace, or a Sanya Mirza today. Yes. Who are performing at the world level. At 35. So even if you look at Ankita. Uh, she's got her results only when she's 27 years old. Correct. But she was playing tennis since she was 10 years old. Yes. So it has taken her 17 years to achieve what, what, it, what she did. So Correct. that is a kind of, you know, she's been patient. and So it's a very, it's a story. Look at Puja Rani for that matter. Yes. In boxing. She's 26, 27 and today she's winning. When when people had given her up, look at Mericom. Yeah. I mean, all these players are, have been there and doing every day the same thing again and again repetitively. Right. And that is what is the, is the mantra for the success.
0: Excellent. excellent. Uh, I don't think we could have ended this session on any better note than this about uh, the, pers- the perseverance and patience and the grit is what takes you uh, across the line. I think very well uh, said, and thanks a lot for your time and a wonderful session. I'm sure the viewers of this uh, channel are really, really going to enjoy that and uh, uh, hope to have a more and more discussions with you to learn more and more things about not only tennis, sure. but also sport.
2: Sure, anytime. Thank you, Sid. Thank, Thank you, you for uh, Thank
1: having you.
0: me. Take care. Yes.
2: Yeah, okay. Bye. Take care.
0: Hey, guys. Uh, Thank you for watching, thank you for sharing, and thank you for liking. Please do subscribe on the channel uh, to spread the word out sportsy Let's Talk Sports. Please subscribe.